This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. Join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575am or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. Kia ora and welcome to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. So, um, so thank you for joining me this week. Last week I was chatting with Ingrid Leary and in a part pre-recorded, part live pre-recorded sort of thing um, where um, if you listened to last week, yeah, I was quite sick. I'm okay now. But um, yeah, that was an experience doing uh, part of it pre-record and then in studio and parts of it pre-record at home because I wasn't able to come into the studio but yeah and it was actually quite an interesting experience not done a show like it before I hope I don't have to again Um, but yeah but the interview itself I thought was pretty good and it was nice chatting to Ingrid but today I'll be chatting with you all about the um, conversion therapy ban um, bill that's going through Parliament at the moment and what it sets out, why it's important, how it's happened, and all of the fallout that's come out of the first reading that happened um, earlier this week around it. So I'm going to start by playing a couple of songs from the New Zealand um, CD. Um, and yeah, we'll start off with Let's Roll. <laughs> And I will please you in a city block or on the coast to see you. I promise I never will deceive you. Just give me a chance, I'm gonna change all your plans. Don't worry about the mother boys, come with a real man. And we can go higher than the sky. Mm, mm. The Uber's outside, tell me, can we roll? She said, can we go to a place we ain't never ever been before? Mm, been before. I told her, all right, we're gonna take all night. She said, I don't mind. Take our time, we can take our time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you're a bit on the fence, go figure. Go figure. I know you got reservations, I ain't talking about them, but still I'm confident that I can break to your shell. Though I can't buy you designer like the Gucci Chanel, Prada, Balenciaga, or Louis Vuitton. But hell, I ain't got much more than the clothes I got on, but I can show you how I'm living life, baby. I know your life's been boring lately, well, I can change that if you let Aladdin. Show you a whole new world and baby you can be my jasmine So make your choice cause I made mine We'll toast a few cold brews and watch your hesitation the fade Uber's outside, tell me can we roll She said can we go to a place we ain't never ever been before mm, been before I told her alright we gon' take all night She said I don't mind with a man like you We can take our time We can take our time, yeah 
just met you think I like you and I like to be the one right by the side who you see right through window seat as we fly to paradise views in the sky no satellite nine be the cloud that we riding uh-huh pretty sure love is what I'm in fate never rest perfect timing shotgun never mind the backseat love drunk I don't even worry about the taxi the ubers outside tell me can we roll she said can we go to a place we've never ever been before mm, been before I told her all right we're gonna take all night she said I don't mind with a man like you we can take our time we can take our time yeah yeah Have you ever wanted to make your own radio show? Youth Zone on ORFM is your chance to make it happen. We're looking for enthusiastic young people aged 7 to 21 to create, produce and present their own radio shows weekdays from 4 till 5. This is a unique opportunity to get your voice, your interests and your music on air and to learn some wicked radio skills for free. To find out how you can get involved, email youthzone at or.org.nz or call the station on 471-6161 and ask for Domi. Talking at me For a whole hour is my idea of fun Not that I want to, not that I want to Talk about myself Hanging with you Makes me feel jaded Make a beeline for bed Six out of ten Six out of ten, friend Six out of ten Six out of ten, friend
Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. So, if you just join me, I'm going to start talking about the Conversion Practices Prohibition Legislation Bill, um, or as it's colloquially known, the um, Conversion Therapy Ban. Um, so, what the what the bill has set out to do is what its official headline that you have at the top of the bill saying what it's supposed to be doing reads as um, it is intended to be in uh, lost my train of thought there Uh, uh, it sets out what um, conversion therapy specifically means and this definition is the official definition the bill will use going forward to identify what is conversion therapy and what's not. So conversion therapy is practices intended to change or suppress someone's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Um, and this kind of covers pretty much... Uh, it's set out to be a protection for uh, um, for gay and lesbians and uh, trans, non-binary, or people who just like not adhering to um, your typical uh, heteronormative expression of or gender. So, um, yeah, so and it, it's important that they've specifically in, put in um, gender identity and gender expression because a lot of the time when you talk about gay um, uh, conversion therapy, it's only really um, gay men or gay women who get mentioned, or especially children as well, who get brought into this conversation because it's probably the the potentially one of the louder voices in it and it's often left to the side and when you think of conversion therapy not many people think of uh trans and non-binary people um being included in that and so it's kind of important that that has been and specifically also gender expression because you can express your gender in ways that doesn't adhere to the societal constructs and uh, people often get lumped into those and there have been stories of um, straight or cisgender people who typically um, bend the rules of gender in terms of fashion who have been included in this and that's often not mentioned because there's almost, well there's a whole thing around survivors of conversion therapy and the shame that comes with it because what they've had to go through and parts of the practices are around shaming those sorts of things out of people. So it's important. I think it's important that they've outlined not just sexual orientation, not just gender identity, but also gender expression because, yeah. So it is really important because this is something that I guess is a long time coming because, uh, well, we live in a society where no one cares well people some people do but like it's about we're living in a time where it doesn't matter who you are just be yourself pretty much and it's kind of become a time of embracing and acceptance and 
uh, the current laws around conversion therapy do not adhere to that because you technically still to this day you could still run these practices in like yeah so it's why it's important that this bill is going through and it is here to talk about all these issues and there have been advocates for years and years and years and yeah so it's good that something's happening with it and there's a lot of story a lot of stuff we can talk about around it but um i'm going to first talk about more about the backstory to it before i get into what's the current event um so lots of survivors have talked about what they've gone through i'm not going to name names and i'm i haven't got anyone to interview for it so i'm generalizing here um lots of survivors have said some of the things that they've gone through around um conversion therapy and it is it can it often varies when you listen to some stories and i would recommend going there are lots of interviews that you can find um around the place um but you can They've all talked about they they can range from more psychological to more physical um, practices for it to happen, and some included um, extra convulsion therapy, electroconvulsive therapy, which is electric shock therapy, um, exorcism, and and especially in terms of the more religious, um, the more religious. Um, institutions that have brought this about there's been ways of summoning in terms of um, if I'm to quote here often in terms of talking about praying praying the gay away or praying the devil away through exorcism and which yes so and also fasting so yeah there's been stories about people who have not have been allowed to eat through all of that time to try and it can vary between practice to practice and who's administering that practice and the reasoning behind it but it's quite brutal some of these stories that happen and sometimes some of the stories are just they pretty much shame it out of them into a place where they don't feel comfortable about them they don't feel at home in themselves and then they run away from it and they am Brace the heteronormative and the cisgender normative of the of the world because it's it, it's ingrained in them and to be less shameful to be so. Um, so and obviously sometimes these all happen in coherence and sometimes they don't happen in coherence and like talk like just the amount that people survivors have gone through is quite shocking and yeah but also New Zealand officially the last time I'm going to do a bit more of a backstory um the last time conversion therapy was used by the state in New Zealand yes it was officially it was once upon a time a um practice used by the state um the last time it was officially used by the state was 1999 yes very recently um when the last um mental health asylum closed and um in near palmerston north actually but um 
that was the last time it was officially been used. But the reason why the bill is going through, because there's nothing stopping private use of these um, practices, because you, you church groups could use them if they wanted to, and um, it could be used in the private of someone's own home in the current laws as they're in now. And so the fact that we're actually talking about it and making it not okay is a good thing. And here's hoping it gets through all of its next few rounds of readings because the worlds of politics are very slow and yeah. (laughs) And so, right. So how it's happened is a big one. I think genuinely it's it's, generations and years and years and years of advocates and calling out of it and also the world catching up and realizing hey this is not okay and it's happened it's happened quite quickly over the last five years and it's gained quite a lot of momentum especially within the last five years and with tolerance and acceptance being more prolific and coming up in the community around New Zealand and also the almost shame that New Zealand is getting for not uh, making it illegal is also a big factor because of the developed world we're one of the last few to actually make it illegal and it is already illegal in places like the UK some states in the US um, Canada I think France as well and many other um, where it's already illegal and it's almost shameful that for New Zealand to be um, not be doing this and I think that's also a part of the reason why that it's starting to g- grab momentum and it's like I would say New Zealand's ahead of the curve on lots of things this is not one of them because they're quite far behind is what I would say but it is good, nonetheless, that they are actual. We, as a country, are tackling this and trying to do something about it. Because, yeah. So, um, so the bill sets out that uh, if anyone is caught um, administering these practices in the community, they will be imprisoned for up to three years. The original drafts of the bill said five, and it feels like they're softening it down, and there's no mention of a fine that anyone would be given for doing this. They just get three years imprisonment, and it almost feels like a... It almost feels like a very sad... Like, that doesn't sound very much at all. Yeah, three years does sound like a long time for a young person, but in the grand scheme of things, when you compare it to lots of other laws, it doesn't sound like much, especially when there's no fine attached um, to having broken breaking these laws, and that would be a critique I'd have of the law. It's not harsh enough, and I could argue three years imprisonment is fine, but also when you don't have a fine with it, it's a bit, it seems a bit soft. It almost gets like, oh yeah, lock up three years, you get away scot-free sort of thing. Um, well, you don't get away scot-free, it's on your permanent record. But what I'm trying to say is it's like there's no repercussions more than just sitting around in a prison, using up 
tax dollars on in from your serve in prison like you know it just doesn't feel harsh enough for the crime that this law is setting out um also but i would have something to say about it i would congratulate the bill for also including that it is also part of jurisdiction of the human rights commission human rights commission as well as the police because sometimes in in circumstances like these police aren't necessarily the right way that someone might want to go they might want a more diplomatic approach rather than a uh, more law and order approach and the human rights commission does have a lot of swing yeah you don't hear about it enough but also like this is a area of um issue that almost might be because also the police can be quite intimidating yeah they probably have been going through ways of addressing that but yeah they are quite an intimidating organization for lots of people and allowing having a third party organization to have jurisdiction in this area could possibly give um survivors who are seeking uh prosecution towards the people who had put these practices on them is is actually kind of a good move and the fact that there is common like it's actually quite important in today's day that we're actually outlawing discrimination towards the rainbow community because they're not often there isn't really much like yes there has been lots of law reforms in the past 30 40 years around this area but they're more around acceptance and kind of adding it into the bill of rights because they have to but like there haven't been specific there hasn't been very many specific from my recollection and my research there hasn't been specific um outlaws and bills that are specifically around discrimination for the queer community because it is a the queer community is a um is a community that does have lots of discrimination and prejudice that people have towards and you don't really hear about governments doing specific legislation that is for the specific community because when they do it's almost a blanket wide approach when it's you can't discriminate against for this 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 and this and it's a big long list and it's not just queer community it's off often lumped in with when you're talking about racial issues um gender issues um uh in terms of a woman's rights racial issues um and queer issues all get kind of lumped in together in the same legislational type stuff and it is actually kind of a win that we get New Zealand is getting a bill that is specifically for the queer community and tackling that in a way of that's actually making it sure that everyone knows that this sort of thing is not okay and the fact also 
not many people kind of knew about it until this bill came about is also prevalent to the fact of why it's important because yes you may lots of people who are straight or cisgender may not have heard about this but it's a big deal because actually if they're not hearing about it the shame that people get put through through these things are potentially actually working if lots of people outside of the queer community haven't heard about it because yes it may not be as loud like the survivor community isn't as large as it is in other places like the US because there hasn't been limelight on it in the same way until recently but um it is important that we are talking about this and challenging this and actually giving light to the survivors to to talk about this and also have legislation to extend this wider than just uh, a quickly a quickly added tacked on bit to already established legislation because that's what happened um, there was an extension of the Bill of Rights to uh, not discriminate people based upon sexual orientation or gender but that was almost kind of it almost felt like it was just an extension upon it and it wasn't specific to the world as a whole it was kind of located in one fixed point and it is good that we're actually getting more more extension upon that in many ways than one and actually tackling big issues at hand that are harming people's lives and harming them as people as well in the world, not just physically, but also psychologically and how they live their lives because actually these sorts of things aren't okay. And yeah, so I'm going to go to another song break and I'll be back talking around the stuff going around the first vote and um yeah and what has been happening around it on earlier this week so yeah so i'll be playing killer daisies by young winona I'm 
everybody has something we wish we could tell our younger self. What would you say to yours? On Dear Younger Me, we'll be having conversations with people from an array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. Tune in to Dear Younger Me on Youth Zone every second Tuesday at 4pm on ORFM Dunedin, 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app.
and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. So, if you just joined me, I've been talking about the um, conversion therapy ban that's going through Parliament at the moment, kind of talking about what it set out, um, why it's important, how it became into being, and yeah, so now I'm going to be talking about the vote itself and the first reading and what came out of it. And Yeah, so... Uh, the the first reading, it passed its first reading. Every single party's um, voted for it, except for National. Um, yes, and, and surprisingly, ACT did vote for it. Um, but, more to the point, every single member of the National Party voted against it, which is almost, uh, it is actually really disappointing that we have a major party in New Zealand that is denying the the ending of kind of a really it is a psychologically traumatizing practice for um for its survivors and the fact that they're not allowing it to go into happening is kind of actually disappointing to be honest yes it does pass but also to know that the second largest party in New Zealand is against reform that protects the queer community from forms of discrimination and um, and actually prejudicial torture. So, to start with, um, the National Party has had quite a history in not supporting queer rights that is actually kind of giving off bit of a pattern. So in 1986 when the homosexual law reform happened and it was legal to be um, be a gay man in New Zealand, 92% of the National Party voted against it. Only 8% voted for it. 
um, when the gay marriage bill happened uh, in 2013 that allowed gay men and, and um, lesbian women, allowing them the chance to m- marry, only 54 percent, 54.2% of the National Party voted against it, so over half of them were against it, and every and 100% of them in 2021 have voted against the conversion therapy ban, which is really quite... It gives off a bit of a pattern, and it is not particularly pleasant, to be honest, and it just kind of is... It, it, it kind of shows a history of... Um, a f- discrimination essentially and they talk about you get members of the National Party talking about how they regret not voting for um, gay marriage in 2013 they kind of had a chance to rectify that yet this year in my opinion those members who are still around in Parliament now who talk about that sort of thing and now they kind of didn't take the chance on it is actually kind of like well you kind of had your chance to prove that you're sorry well you kind of lost your chance to say that now and you know but the reason why they voted against it is more to the point of the show um the national party viewed it as an anti-parenting move to bring this law into motion which kind of rubs many people up the wrong way including myself because it is there and how and including yeah uh, what am I trying to say um it is not anti-parenting to make it illegal to psychologically torture children like it is quite I think in bad taste to bring in the fact that Yes, you don't agree with the bill, but also it's the first reading. You can try and get this changed within between the second, third f- reading. Like, yes, you may not agree with it in its current state, but to give it a complete, to not give it a chance to go through and get law reform through is actually really in bad taste because you've got other major parties like ACT who have agreed with National over they're not happy around there isn't protection around parents in the bill but they chose to give it their support because they want it to happen they want this bill to happen like National keeps saying they want it to happen but then they're actually wanting to have discussion and make stuff happen in later reviews and I feel there's a very big difference to voting it down in the third reading versus the first reading because first reading gives off a thing that you just don't want to give it a chance. You're like, nah, it's not happening. It's really kind of pathetic that they don't like how it's written. It's not in their favour, essentially, and they're shutting it down. And I don't like that they're talking, they're giving rhetoric that they don't like how it's been written, so they're not going to support it. Yeah, that's not a good enough excuse because there's still two more reviews that will happen before it goes into law like saying that it's anti-parenting and you don't agree how it's written is not enough to vote it down in the first reading if that's what you're saying your issue is with it so you know and honestly you're banning psychological this is banning 
I would feel banning psychological, if not physical torture to convert, but more likely in the form of a parenting situation, it would be a psychological torture in terms of that sort of circumstance that National was trying to take rhetoric, rhetoric around. And so even the young Nats themselves are not happy with the National Party over their move with this. Um, the the young Nats president has kind of come out and said that this was one of the things that the National Party promised them as the youth wing that they would make sure would go into law and it was always promised by the other thing that I have noticed it was in the debate one of the debates leading up to the election one of the questions was around uh, conversion therapy and both Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins said in the in their prime ministerial debates that they both said that they would support uh, the banning of conversion therapy. Only one of those people has upheld their promise towards that, and it is, so I feel like Young Act has a point that they were pro- the they were promised something that would go be supported and is now not happening. So, you know, but the fact that, but it's nothing new that a politician promises one thing and turns around and does something else when they have a chance to follow through. And the fact that it's not being supported and you're using parents as a scapegoat to not support something and actually giving off a, it's all, it is, I would say it's a homophobic and transphobic move to vote it down, plain and simple. Like, and it would be a different. I would be saying something completely different if they voted it down in the third issue, third reading, and gave that reasoning. Because actually, well, there's no more reviews; it's not going to happen. But the fact that you're saying that, but also there is a chance to amend it, that is actually kind of a, that is a. Homophobic and transphobic move to vote this down that actually supports communities and something that you, the party had promised that they would help bring into law within Parliament. But at the end of the day, um, the yeas had the votes and it's going through, which is quite pleasing. But it is still disappointing to have a large proportion of. Um, New Zealand's votes not actually being going towards somewhere that's being inclusive and being yes so it's the second largest party in New Zealand and it is disappointing to see something so pivotal pivotal in New Zealand history and yeah like because it will go down as one of those big bills that will change the acceptance and the inclusion no aspect of New Zealand that we're not allowing this sort of thing to happen but it will leave a sour mark that the second largest party isn't supporting it like yeah and it almost gives off a really to be honest it's really disappointing because actually through political history there will come even whether you support any major party it will become a chance where 
National will become into power again because Labour and National, they flip every nine years or so. It kind of comes around and each turn, they kind of all have their turns when the votes go one way. Because if one day down in the future when National does have power again, I really don't want this to be a grudge that they have and they repeal this law because actually that would be actually a really it's actually kind of a scary thought that they wouldn't that that they would repeal this later down the track when when the wheels of politics turn again and yeah so yeah but also the fact that they're using the anti-parenting stance is also like well actually the whole anti-smacking laws were a way to stop physical abuse of children. Well, this has an aspect that will protect children from psychological abuse and the fact that you're bringing this back around into... It, it, it is essentially... It, it does have aspects of a more progressive version of the anti-smacking bill in this form, in well, not in its entirety, but it does have this aspect in this aspect that um, National has been criticising. It is really just, yeah, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste that it's not a complete overhaul that's almost unanimous, and especially after it got promised by both major parties and only one of those major parties is going through with it so you know in their election promises and you know yeah so so if you've just joined me you've kind of just missed out on the entirety of the show but i was talking about the gay conversion uh, the Conversion Practices Prohibition Legislation Bill going through Parliament at the moment and the importance around it and the current events that are ensuing around it. So, and quite a lot of my opinion and I just keep... So, yeah. So, if you enjoyed the show and um, if you did just miss it, go in... If you liked the sound of it and want to go listen back, go download the Usone app and listen back to the podcast because, yes, it will be uploaded there. should be up about tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, so you'll be able to see it. Um, and, yeah, so if you would like, if anything in this does have, a, it does bring something up to you that you want support about or and always I always include this so you know where to go but contact 1737 for support from a trained counsellor yeah and so also flick me a follow on Instagram the show's Instagram at operation.rangatahi and if you want to come on the show as a guest or you have something you want talked about on the show just flick me an email at operation.rangatahi at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll see you live in two weeks' time. Ka kite anō. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.